Another week has happened in pro wrestling, specifically All Elite Wrestling. We are the All Elite Wrap-Up, so that's what we're here to talk about. We're going to talk about AEW Dynamite. We might throw in some stuff from Collision and Rampage, right? Tom really avidly watches those. I catch them when I can, be a full upfront honest. But man, a lot happened therein. And of course, we also are going to take a call from the All Elite Wrap-Up voice machine? Answering machine? Voicemail? Answering machine. Yeah, answering, answering machine. machine. Ollie, wrap up, answering machine. That rolls right off the tongue. We're going to answer that. If you ever want to send in a call or a video clip uh, to the show, you can do that at aewrapup at gmail.com, just like our friend Ash Hendricks did, and we'll get to that in a second. But, Tom, how are you? Good. You know, we had a great uh, week of wrestling. Uh, some things happened outside of the ring mm. that I think we're going to talk about, but also, can we just... Just watch the TV shows. I feel like that should be our tagline. AEW wrap up. We just watch the shows because like, do you care about what anyone else is like? Oh, for example, uh, because I try to mute as much as possible, but then suggested posts, you know, suggested posts, right? Algorithms, which are just the worst thing in the world. Uh, I've seen this rumor that MVP knocked out Chris Jericho uh, five years ago or something like that. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Like, I don't need Who to know cares? that. For I don't want to know it. Yeah, I, I don't, don't want to know, know it. it. Yeah, I really I... don't. Like, I mean, you look, I won't discard that it might be interesting information if could be verified. But, like, you know what? It's more interesting. If MVP were like, I knocked Chris Jericho out on his fucking cruise, I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. Right? But, well, like, hearing people well, say that, like, I heard it happened, it's like, all right, well, listen, I, you know. Well, I but here's the I thing. Know. Well, here's the thing. Just say the sentence again. Chris Jericho knocked, or MVP knocked out Chris Jericho. That's not their fucking names. Yeah, right. True. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what the yeah. fuck are we talking about? It's so weird when we're like, ah, blah, blah. did you know that Anna J and blah, blah, blah doesn't like each other? Fuck you. They're tag team partners or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, watch the shows. Anyhow, I have enjoyed aw this week i've really liked it uh i thought everything has been very fun um mm. but i tell you what tim as much as aw is on the top of my mind right here we got the playoff starting this week saturday are you going to possibly <laughs> you know i thought about it. Here, here's the thing side yeah. side quest the only reason i'm not going is it because of the weather fuck you there's gonna be fifty thousand people there it'll warm up right I, although I they said it jacket. might be well, and they I'm, also I'm said it might be the coldest uh, game in NFL history, which is kind of cool. Like if you were there, the only reason I'm not going, I have a, look, not humble brag, but I have a nice fucking car and I'm not driving in that godforsaken parking lot with these fucking inbred hooligans. Look at that. Um, just in the snow. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not paying $60 for some high school running back to tell me to park in the mud. Not fucking. Doing yeah. It. Like, you know, all of that aside, it's uh, yeah. The cold stuff. Let me give you an old man tip, right? Fleece lined pants, heated jacket, beanie, your square, right? Some gloves. Oh, right? you know oh I mean? yeah. You're and, good. and always put your hands on your genitals. That's the hottest part of your body right there. I always put my hands on my genitals. Clip that. People, 
people used to think all the time in high school football when like it was cold and I would do that. But like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm fucking cold. I can't feel my hand. I got to catch this ball. It better be fucking Listen, blood circulating through these hands. Some hot testicles, fellas. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> Yeah, well, even burning if you're, up, even burning if you're up woman, down here. Fucking, you know what I mean? You fucking do it. Yeah, if you're a lady, put your hands on your testicles too. Yeah. Why yeah. Not? Why not? Jeffrey Sills is in the chat here on YouTube. Which, by the way, if you're listening back on the podcast, you're missing out by not watching us. We go live every week on Thursday, precisely seven twenty-seven p.m. on the dot. Follow along at uh, all elite wrap up uh, on the threads, the Instagram, or just all elite wrap up.com. If you subscribe there, you'll never miss out. You'll get an email telling you when we're going live, right? You'll, you'll have the handy dandy link. You can find it out. But Come Jeffrey still says, Oh shit, it's Thursday. And the boys with a lot of Z's are back in town. This episode is what we call in the anime community, a filler episode, but it leads to a major arc, but I need to see Wendy Richter show up. Um, yeah. Wendy Richter. <laughs> I can't wait to get to that Tony store. What do you think about the newest signing? Wendy Richter actually puts yeah. her hands <laughs> She's the best. She's the best. The best. Love it. Love oh, it. man. Anime community. Awesome. I don't know anything about that. I will tell you Nothing this. About it. I think I think if I was of a, of a certain age, I would have got into it, but I was a little bit older than when anime peaked and I just kind of did the, well, that's for the younger kids. So I was a little more older than that. You know, my anime was Ninja Turtles. You know, it was it was like uh, He-Man and Thundercats before that. So, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, I see how I could have got into that. You know what I mean? But oh, I love cartoons. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like uh, mm-hmm. Tom and Jerry. That's my shit. Although, fuck Jerry. By the way, side quest. Another side quest. Oh, fuck. no, we've done this. Oh, very early, okay. very early okay. in our previous, uh, you know, our friends at the at the Spanish announce table, Tim and Tom, uh, they once told a story. Uh, where, okay, you know that fuck Tom said. Uh, he said, you know, he said, "Fuck Jerry," and I was like, "No, it's, it's Tom." And you're like, "No, no, no." Think back, like Tom was always minding his own goddamn business every episode, and every here episode. comes Jerry being like, "Let me punch you in the balls or fucking slam your face in some cheese." And then, then we're all like cheering his runaway from being mm. a dick. That feels weird. I feel cheated out of my of my childhood now. Well, like, why did they expose me to that? We wonder why we were bullies because that's mm-hmm. what they had us watching. Well, and if your name is Tom and you have to watch it at daycare in the morning and everyone laughs because the Tomcat gets fucked up, and so that means you got fucked up. You end up hating fucking Jerry's. All of yeah, them. Well, listen, Jerry Sandusky, Jerry the fucking mouse, all the Jerry stuff. So what happened to me is a little bit older with the name Tim is uh, when I was late in high school, uh, a, a, an amazing groundbreaking new cartoon hit Comedy Central called South Park. And the character Timmy comes out, oh, and Jesus. God. I still I, get a few strays from that once in a while. Still uh, yeah. to this day. Yeah. I I I empathize with you on that. The yeah. worst. I gotta every time yeah. I'd be like fucking for real, guys. Yeah, <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, I would get uh, in in elementary school. I got Tommy Hilfiger because that was the big clothing mm. brand. So they're like, oh, cool shirt, Tommy Hilfiger. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I hate that guy. Uh, Tom and Jerry, obviously, when I was a child. Uh, yeah, we we have some trauma with our names. But every person has trauma with their name. I feel like every name has some certain trauma attached to it, which, you know, hey, there you go. Uh, s- send us something. If your name is attached to trauma, what was it? 
you well, go. I know all the Jeffs have to share the name of Jeff Jarrett, so that can't be fun. Right, right? Sorry, fun. Jeffrey Sills in the yeah. chat and any other Jeffs that might join in. But, Tom, let's talk about pro wrestling. We're not here to talk about names just yet. I mean, we'll talk about them throughout the if, – if you're in the chat, then you can join in on the conversation, of course. But anyway, Chiefs are going to win. They're going to beat the Dolphins. Dolphins are going to freeze literally on the field and might need medical attention. So – We'll, we'll talk about that next week, but AEW Dynamite happened, and of course Collision and, and Rampage happened since we last spoke, and I'm excited to talk about this stuff. So what do we got? Are you what? there? Yeah, the, what'd you say? Dynamite. Sorry. No. No, we Dynamite. got the answering machine. We got the answering machine. Oh, we got the answering machine. I forgot. Yeah, We've sorry, got a yeah. call from the AEW, or the All Elite Wrap-Up. Answering machine. That's what we're going with. Go. The all eat wrap up answering machine. Jeffrey Sill says I hate the name. Machine. Oh yeah. Jeffrey Sill says I hate the name Jeff only because my father, Double J, made me appreciate and love it. Oh, that makes one of us. So- <laughs> we love Jeffrey Sills. Jeff Jerry. Yeah. No, that's much. But send us a voicemail. Send us a, a video clip to aewrapup at gmail.com and we'll discuss what you want to discuss right here. And we're gonna play one from our friend Ash Hendricks. Here we go. What's up, gentlemen? It's Ash here. It's been a few weeks since I've been here, so, uh, <coughs> excuse me. It's been a few weeks since I've been here, so, uh, I hope you guys had a great Christmas. Uh, hope you guys have a great new year this year. Uh, congratulations on the new rebrand, All Elite Wrap Up. Bye bye, Spanish announce table. We don't need to hear that shit no more. Anyways, uh, quick question. I know this is an, uh, an AEW show, but I've got a WWE question here. Uh, what is your favorite Royal Rumble? That's basically it. I've I basically had the flu for the last like week, and I've been and I've watched all the Royal Rumbles. My personal favorite was two thousand seven. Uh, sorry, two thousand wait, yeah, two thousand seven, the one that Undertaker won. Uh, yeah, I thought that was my favorite one. Um, honorable mention goes to the forty man one, even though that turned out to be nothing. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, the two thousand and one one was great. Two thousand two was great as well. Uh, but yeah, what's your opinions on that, boys? And uh, and also, should Tony Khan stop talking uh, on Twitter? Because now everybody seems to be a Jinder Mahal fan. And it's only because that Tony Khan had, had, uh, was, had spoke about him. So may- maybe he should like stay off Twitter a little bit. Because now everyone seems to love Jinder Mahal. And I think that's such bullshit. Because he sucks. But whatever. <laughs> Anyways... Have a good show, boys. Um, uh, yeah, that's it. Have a good show. <laughs> Jinder Mahal. I, I don't hinder gender. Uh, but gender equality. <laughs> gender equality, man. We're yeah, yeah, we're big fans of gender equality over here. Um, my hey, Jeffrey Sills in the chat. This is the Ric Flair one with a tear in my eye. Um, ninety two. Um, ninety two. Yep. Um. I feel like it's cheating for me because one, I don't remember well, like which one was, which I remember some big moments, but I believe this was called the greatest Royal rumble is the one where Titus O'Neil tripped and fell and slid under the goddamn ring. <laughs> and I know that's not the real Royal rumble, right? So we're not going to yeah, go no, with that. Right? Cool. It's but, but that's my favorite Royal rumble moment ever is that right. Um, but other than that, man, yeah, I don't really remember what's – that Ric Flair one I forgot about until Jeffrey Sills brought up. So I, I, that one is key, like a key memory that he spoke about. But I do remember the Austin one, right, where he was 
sitting there checking his watch right over and over yeah. again. That one mm-hmm. sticks out. The one where it was like, and I forget if I'm getting the order wrong, where it was like Triple H returns, and everybody's like, "Oh my god!" And then it was like, and John Cena returns, and they're like, what? Yeah. "Yeah, yeah, yeah." That yeah, was yeah. the one that was everyone thought that was designed for Triple H to win because mm-hmm. uh, John Cena it was like had twenty seven or something. Yeah, because I think. Yeah. Uh, I think if the injuries, if I remember correctly, John Cena tore his pec and it was like, oh, he'll be out eight months. And it was like three months mm-hmm. after that injury. And he's like, yeah, guess what, motherfuckers? I'm here. And everyone lost their shit. That's probably honestly the loudest positive reaction for John Cena in his career. Like you oh, especially at that time. Yeah, because he was already yeah. a top guy. Because you could argue, you know, when he was doing the rap stuff, but that was still when he was ascending, right? But yeah. that was him at the top. And then also the surprise of like, wow, he's back. Yeah, that's probably his biggest. And his name is rap. John Cena. Yeah, I remember being shocked watching that too, because I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, yeah, Triple H. He's running thing. He, he one of those prime spots. He was throwing dudes out all fresh, right? All hair wet for some reason, and just looked all lined up. And then we got the scene, and it was like, oh shit, wow, right? Yeah, I remember that pretty well. Yeah. What about yours? So, so 2007 is awesome. I think 2007 has the best finish because it comes down, as Ash said, to Shawn Michaels at Undertaker, and essentially what they did is, hey, we're gonna have a singles match. And they went for like 15 minutes. Fucking awesome. Shawn Michaels got eliminated in the coolest fucking way because he's the best at creating drama out of situations like that. So that's the best finish. But there's a lot of little moments that I love. For example, for example, the the 40 man one that uh, Ash uh, talked about, Albo- mm-hmm. Alberto Del Rio wins it, right? Yeah, what but we thought Santino, right? Santino, right? Like when he was like, oh, oh, like I know. Oh, shit, you know. I, I was so, I was almost. Yeah. In full marking out as as I was with the Damian Sandow cash in, right? Where I was like, this is going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. So that was another awesome moment. Uh, The one personally, so 92 is the easiest answer because it was great. I'm not going to say it's not fucking great, but it's also saying like chocolate ice cream is the best ice cream. It's like, come on. Everyone likes chocolate ice cream, right? Um, But for me, the one that I remember where I was like, fuck yes, this rules is 2002. The one where... A few months prior, Triple H came back from injury. Remember at Madison Square Garden? And he had the hair and all that. And he's like, motherfucker. But if you remember at that same time, Stone Cold Steve Austin's like, I'm still the fucking shit. And then you had like the ascending, I'm about to lose my hair, but I'm not there yet. Kurt Angle. Like you had a fucking main event picture that ruled. That was that was full. Like, I can't put my arms down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My traps, Triple H. Right? Yeah. Like, that yeah. was juice to the gills, jack. Triple H. Yeah. yeah. And that was the one, if you remember, when Hurricane tried to do a double choke slam on Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H. And they're yeah. like, what the fuck is this shit? It also had the return of Mr. Perfect. He was in, oh, I think, yeah. the final four. Gosh. Uh, yeah. That's so 2002. Right. Yeah, 2002 mm. fucking ruled. Now, here's the other thing about the Royal Rumble, though, that I always remember is the matches itself are awesome, right? But I would argue the best match outside of the Royal Rumble match, go back to Royal Rumble 2000, and it was the retirement match for Cactus Jack when it was Triple H mm. versus Cactus Jack and the steel cage. And remember the fucking backdrop and just the physicality of that shit? I love that fucking match so much. That was the Royal Rumble, but I know it's not the Royal Rumble match that we're talking about, but I fucking love that one. That's the other one that I always think of when I think of the Rumble. 
Yeah. Now, the the second part of Ash's call is Oh, let's get into this con. Chill the fuck out a little bit. No! <laughs> no! Here's the fucking reason why. Here's hmm. the fucking reason why. You, 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 not Ash, general you, anyone listening, anyone talking mm-hmm. or in, in, interacting. You, you know who you are. Yeah. If if people are talking shit, how do you react, right? And I get it. He's supposed to have a little bit more decorum because of he, he's a public figure and things like that. However, if you have Eric Bischoff, that fucking pissant, continually just poking at you, eventually you're going to be like, guess what, motherfucker? I got the time today. And he did. And that's fine. Look again at, in the news and you'll see Stephen A. Smith just fucking eviscerated Jason Whitlock. You know why? Because he had the time. Eventually, you get to the fucking point where you're fucking done hearing this Jimmy bullshit. Kimmel. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel. Aaron, fucking, yeah. yeah, he Aaron got Rogers. Aaron Rodgers fired. Yeah. So well, like, Aaron Rodgers got Aaron Rodgers fired. But yeah, right. Yeah. But like, eventually, you have to respond. You can't just be the punching bag. Now, I would argue... He has a little bit of a strategy to that because isn't it interesting that these outbursts and whatever you want to, I love it when they call them meltdowns as if just fucking tweeting is a meltdown. Anyhow, but isn't it interesting? He always tends to do this on a Tuesday, the day before a dynamite, right? Isn't that interesting? Yeah, this could be manufactured. uh, What we deem like, God damn, he's like a little dork. Maybe he wants, you know what I mean? Like, again, Mm -hmm. you're talking about it means, you know, people are going to tune in and watch. Right. Yeah. And also, if you go back to how I think the way I saw that this originated, it was with a fucking USA Network's Twitter yeah. account, which was like, what's the cage, man? And it's a fuck them, right? Like, well, and here's, here's what we know also is like in pro wrestling, we've lamented that this happens, but this happens in the Twitter sphere of pro wrestlers. We don't know when they're speaking as Tony Khan, the CEO, head of of AEW or he's Tony Khan, the character on screen head mm-hmm. of AEW. Right. And so like, I, I don't know what, if he was like, watch this and typed it, or if he was, you know, uh, you know, in well, for the evening and, and you know what I mean? It was a little over his head, you know, I don't know, but who like, again, like, why does it bother any of you? I agree. Like probably not the best look, probably not the route I would take, but like, I also am not the one paying these bills. Am I? So like, just, it is the route I, I would know. take. I, I, it is. It is the route you would take. Yeah, because eventually, fuck you. Not you, but like, you know what I mean? Honestly, it's probably the route I would take because I can't help myself either. You've seen me online and social medias and getting stuff like I I would argue. I mean, I would, yeah. Because it's just, because again, here's where I will, and again, I don't know his whole Twitter fucking history because I don't even want to fucking know a billionaire's Twitter history. However, I've seen enough. The way I believe it in my mind, and I could be wrong, I believe more often than not, he's responding to verified, like bigger accounts. For example, the USA Network, Eric Bischoff, things like that. The thing that I don't like that I think is a bad look is when it's. I'm going to make up some names here, but like when it's Patrick Mahomes retweeting someone who has nine followers and it's, you know, chiefs fan eight, seven, four, six, four, three, eight, two, one. It's like, fuck. Okay. Don't do that. Right. But if you want to talk to another public figure, like Tony Khan did to Eric Bischoff, fucking have it. I think that is totally fair game. Just don't do that shit with like the four, seven accounts, you know, that have 10 followers. 
a thing to be pointed out here is he's kind of not wrong about the Jinder Mahal part. It's yeah. like, we've talked about this before in, in pro wrestling. And, and look, AEW may be able to find examples where you're kind of like, really, that person got a title shot? Why? Right? But, like, the Jinder Mahal one is really out of nowhere. I know their plan was, let's swerve when they think, you know, what what's the world champion comeback? We'll throw out Jinder and everybody will be like, oh, pfft. And then we'll bring out The Rock. Well, what they thought was like, oh, shit, people actually like this gender guy. Well, fucking, now they're just like, mm. milk it! And it's like, man, blah. Like, again, like, their storylines never made sense to begin with, and this just fits right into it. So Tony Kong's not wrong in that regard, where he's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, yeah. like, that's a story that you guys put up, and you want to act like, I'm Bush League to that? Fuck yeah. out of here. Well, because then they brought up Hook. Hook calling out Samoa Joe, right. and it's like, well... Hook's actually on television. Hook's undefeated. And he's well, on yeah, television. Yeah. He's undefeated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So, so yeah, kind of fuck off. Now, the only thing that I would say moving forward, if I were to give him advice, is, yeah, let's not talk about the other companies, right? Like, focus on your own company. But again, if I saw this correctly, he was poked by the USA Network, and he said, like, what I said earlier, it's like, yeah, well, I got the time tonight. Then we're going to fucking have at it. And good, because also no one's getting punched in the face. No one's dropping a bomb on someone. It's fucking Twitter words. Who cares? Right. And that's the other thing. Just fucking guys, just watch the shows. Why do we just watch the shows? Why do we know this? Right. Why do you, I don't, I said this earlier and people were like, oh, but like, it's e entertainment. It's entertainment weekly. It's it's paparazzi bullshit. Get that out of my pro wrestling. I don't I'll tell you, man. Because again, stuff. if you just watch the shows, I think it becomes pretty clear to me. But anyway, <laughs> we'll move on. Yeah. Uh, thanks again, Ash Hendricks. Anybody else wants to spark a conversation? Uh, do the same thing. Send us something to aewrapup at gmail.com. That's an email. That's a, a an audio call. That's a voice or a video call. Send it. Send whatever you want. Um, Jeffrey Seal says, Samoa Joe's promo was written by Tony Khan, but delivered by Samosa Joseph. Uh, and he said that Triple H that we were talking about was on that Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire year, hated it, or gear, hated him so much. And he said the loudest pop for Cena is the ECW pay-per-view. 2,000 people sounded like 200,000 people. A different kind of pop on that one. but Yeah, well, yeah, that is. Yeah. The, yes, I would totally agree with that. But I would say positive pop is the right. uh, Royal Rumble. Right, for right, sure. right, right. So, man, let's talk Tom, about last night. Dynamite. Yeah. yeah, let's talk about homecoming in the great city of Jacksonville, the county of Duval. Uh, and it kicked off with a banger i believe this is a first time matchup and it started off with hangman adam page cowboy shit taking on the strongest wrestler in the world pound for pound claudio castanoli and these two motherfuckers went at it and it was awesome what did you think uh just that right I like knowing seeing the hangman music hit and just knowing this match, right, who the competitors were just right from the start was like, this is going to be badass. Mm-hmm. And it never felt short of feeling exactly as such. The thing, and it's kind of a theme that I felt throughout the night, is if you take a step back, it all night felt like it was not bizarro world, but almost like when you have the WWE video game and you do like fantasy matchups where like, you don't think it'll actually happen, but so you put it together. Well, like actually it did because 
Go back four or five years ago, Cesaro versus Hangman is something you never thought you would see. I'm not going to get too far in advance, but like Edge teaming with Orange Cassidy a year and a half ago would have blew your fucking mind, right? You would have made that on a video game, but there it was. And so like, that was the theme I felt like all night was like, Mm -hmm, isn't mm -hmm. it crazy that these like established different acts are interacting with each other? So I liked it. Now, this match specifically thought was cool. You brought up on our Threads account that uh, the stash for Hangman was looking super thick. And I tell you what, he's got Magnum TA vibes fucking running through his veins. Yeah. And I fucking love it. Jeffrey Sills here in the chat uh, says Hangman TA. And yeah, <laughs> yeah that is exactly. I said, I said his uh, stash was at flavor saver level greatness on threads is what was. I said. yeah i mean that thing was looking full 70s cop right there i love it because if he, if he goes a little bit thicker with the beard we could get a different version of a hangman where it's like you know a little bit more grizzled grizzled old vet hangman than it is you know cowboy shit vegan fun stuff like anxiety stuff i don't know not with this fucking thick ass yeah. beard i got going on hey, as millennials we're gonna get old right like you got yeah. you know what i mean you gotta you gotta get in there and you know that yeah. that anxious millennial cowboy needs to become the angry millennial cowboy. Definitely. So with this match, it ends with a pair of buckshot lariats, which I thought was great because if you're going to have Claudio lose because of the established star of who he is, two buckshots, I think, now, now I hate to use these words, but protects him. It still makes him look like he's a credible threat for any type of championship, mm-hmm. but then it obviously establishes Hangman as we the... Gotta- my, my we got to call that the shit. double barrel buckshot or something, don't mm-hmm. we? We got to like come up with a gun theme. Gun folks, tell me, tell me a better name. Thirty odd six. Yeah, where where when he pulls out the double barrel, right? Like then it's then it's done. I think doesn't a thirty odd six have two barrels? I'm pretty sure. I've shot a. I used to have a thirty odd six, and mm-hmm. oh man, you want me to tell you a funny story? I'm gonna do it. Um, my cousin is uh, handicapped, but he likes to shoot a lot, right? Okay. Um, <laughs> so right. he, this is what I'm going to tell you. So he has a gun that is customized for his physical limitations, nice. right? Great. So he goes out and he usually just shoots fucking stop signs out in the yeah, fucking no, field. Sure, right. Yeah. No, right. Yeah. Oh, I got plenty of those around here. Yeah. 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 Stop signs so, holes in them all around out here. Exactly. So we go out to his place. He lives in Fort Scott, Kansas, me and my dad. And oh, yeah. uh, we go out. And we go and uh, I have my gun. My dad has his mm-hmm. gun. And then my cousin, Jeff, he has his gun. Right. And yep. Jeff's gun fucking was cool. Like it was like, man, that sounds fucking awesome. And all right. So my dad was like, let me see that. And he said, like, okay. Yeah. Well, my dad, not thinking about the limit, like the um, specifications of the fucking gun puts the scope right up to his eye. And oh, boom, no. Kicks it back, knocks him out, bleeds from the fucking middle of his head. <laughs> Me and Jeff laughed so fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck Get up, dummy. <laughs> oh, I still get my dad shit about that. Yeah, that's oh, great. That was a great time. Uh, Anyhow. Jeffrey Sills here in the chat. He says Hangman's lip was wearing Christian's turtleneck last night. Ooh, nice. that's a good one. Good I like that one. Good line, good sure. line, good line. Yeah. Good stuff All right, from so, Hangman and, yeah. and Claudio, man. Great stuff. Just Well, I will say one thing, though. If, if, you know? Claudio, you know, he he was in the Continental Classic. He did take a loss to Eddie Kingston, which was kind of his main rival. Uh, I wouldn't mind if we do a little bit of a reset with Claudio. Actually, the thought I had was 
look, Ring of Honor is great. I think Ring, Ring of Honor is cool. I think that pure championship is actually unique as far as all the other championships. So I like it. But let's have Yuta drop that and put Yuta, Yuta and Claudio as a tag team, the Blackpool Combat tag team. And let's establish the tag team ranks with those two motherfuckers because those two guys against FTR for the championships that's a those two guys against anybody those two guys against young bucks those two guys against lucha pros i mean they're gonna put in a damn bangers of course yes i would love that yeah i i think i think claudio and a tag team especially with yuda would benefit the tag division and also benefit them a lot but that's my thought well the whole thing is just like he's like you your final step right you you need your final seasoning and it's going to be going on the road as a tag team with me Right, like, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna learns you up, kid, and we can then like the tension can build between them over the run, right, to where it finally, you know, what I mean, when its run is over, then Yuta can be like, you know what, fuck you, I don't need you anymore, or whatever it is, right, or they like, you know, what I mean, you suck, you're not good enough, and they, you know, put the boots to them. Well, the thought I had as far as storytelling wise is exactly is similar to that, where you know Claudio is now the one because if you think about the Blackpool Combat Club and Yuta, it was Brian Danielson taught him the technical side. Moxley taught him the violent side. Well, then what's left, right? Tag team. And Claudio could teach him the tag team. Now, the thing where the tension could be is if Claudio gets a little bit like, hey, listen to me, kid. Yuta could be like, I was in this fucking group before you. Like, yeah, they put me in here before yeah. you. So you need to listen to me. Right. Anyhow, that's what I thought. Uh, but yeah, great. So no, that's going- what I mean. Like the tension can build. He's like, I don't know why you're talking to me like a kid. Yeah. I was like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Look at this beard. Recruit- is this a kid to you? <laughs> like, yeah. They recruited me before they recruited you. So what does that say about you? Like, that's what I would say. And then Claudio could be like, look at fucking who I am. You know, anyhow. Yeah, look at these abs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look at 14 abs. What are you talking yeah. about? Uh, all right. So Hangman, like I said, gets the win with two buck shots. A 30-06 is what I'm calling it. And then we get a quick look at Brody Lee because Jacksonville is synonymous with Brody Lee because that's where he spent his entire AEW career because of the pandemic and then unfortunate passing. Uh, which was very good. I thought it was a, a, a good whole look at his AEW career for as brief as it was. Yeah. Um, I said that on Threads too. I was like, man, that was right in the feels. Like, I, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I almost like completely forgot, but I, it, it hadn't crossed my mind lately. Um, and then just all those memories came back. I was like, man, that was, it was like, like he was so on the cusp of doing some really cool stuff. That was really unfortunate timing. I mean, of course, you know, in his age, it was yeah, of course, for yeah. everything, but like, yeah. uh, career wise too, like he was really like, who knows what his stature in the company would have been at this point. But the thing that I like about when they do these video recaps of Brody Lee or really of anyone, right. They look back at MGF's career is they, AEW, and maybe this is a Tony Khan call or whoever it is, but they don't shy away from. For example, Brody Lee winning the TNT championship from Cody Rhodes, right? It's not this thing where they like edit out Cody. Yeah, it's not a thing here. It's like, no, he beat Cody Rhodes. Here it is. There's the clothesline. Yeah, the WWE package would just show him holding the title. They'll be like, oh my God, he won. They would never show who he beat or wrestled. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I I appreciate that they're like, yeah, this happened here. This is who it was. And there you go. So anyhow, I like that. Uh, then we get a, what was it? One, two, three, four, eight man tag. And this was some fun stuff. We get, uh, the last ride for four years, Dustin Rhodes, Preston Vance, Orange Cassidy, and Adam Copeland taking on the mogul embassy and Lance Archer. Fun thing about Lance Archer. He came out with Jake, the snake Roberts. 
and Jake the Snake didn't do anything, which is kind of what the fuck. But hey, we got to see Jake the Snake Roberts, right? First of all, Murderhawk Monster. More of that guy in my life. Um, he's just vicious and just feels like unhinged, right? Love all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Dustin Rhodes thing. Like, man, just I, I don't know what this is anymore. Like, yeah, he's clearly more athletic than you know I'll ever be again in the rest of my life, probably. But like, whatever, right? Like, I, I don't know. I don't. It feels done. And I know we were doing the Brody Lee tribute thing, but like, isn't Preston Vance in a heel faction? So, no, he's not. That's the thing that people for. So LFI was feuding with the House of Black on Collision. So technically, oh. they are baby face. Now, are they like thumbs up? We love the crowd baby face? No. Okay, but then. You know. Well, and so notwithstanding for this spot again, you know, Brody Lee tribute, this is his guy, but like this, you know, what, calling him the white dog or whatever we call him, like at, at that ain't working. This LFI group ain't working. We got to do something majorly different or move on from this guy, don't we? Like, I don't I don't get – I've seen – whatever they see in him, I don't know what it is. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, I will say his coolest moment was honestly one of the coolest moments in AEW history when he did turn on the Dark Order and negative one was up on the ramp and he throws the fucking – uh, mask and negative mask, ones yeah. looking at it and then the lfi standing behind him that visual and that moment is fucking rad since then oh if nothing else you keep preston vance around until negative one is wrestling and then you have him get like you, you put him in some spots to make him like an evil heel and then here he comes to avenge his dad yeah but that's oh god you'd have to keep preston vance around for a long time for that and i don't know that you will because like i just i don't Again, I'm not seeing he's not doing a crazy 450 plancha spinning over your ball sack dive. He's not ripping people's necks off with some lariat, right? He's not doing he's not Daniel Garcia masterful skills on the mat, right? And got a cool dance. Like I, there's nothing with this guy. There's nothing. Like I don't see what it is. Yeah. Looks good in a yeah. without a shirt on, I guess. But like I don't Yeah, he he, don't he definitely wins the award for uh looking good getting off the bus. But after that, who knows? But I also think what has he actually done right like the the spots he's been other than that one spot oh, true they're not forcing like, down our throat or anything i guess like he's yeah, there so but he's like what is this guy <laughs> i don't know yeah so if he got a push similar to sky blue where it was like every week we're gonna see you progress then i could say hey let's get rid of him or let's keep him but it's, he's just such like a like salt on a on a meal it's like here and there here and there it's like what the fuck what are we, are we adding him? Are we taking him like, oh yeah oh yeah 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 That's, yeah i feel very First similar to that now uh in this matchup the the tension comes in that um co- comes in where lance archer and uh brian cage well they can't get along so they end up fighting each other even though they're on the same team which leads to uh, the camera missing everyone's finisher and uh, Preston Vance gets the victory, but we missed a spear. We missed uh fucking something from Dustin Rhodes. We missed all this shit because they didn't get the camera right. So I know, I know we have a problem with too many titles in AEW and we need to consolidate some and split ROH off and get some, but like, yes, we need a meat division. We need like, we need this meat division where it's just these meat dudes and we can set the rules. So it makes sense. Right. Like, I don't know, no count outs or something, you know what I mean? And no, you know, no mm-hmm. weird things like that. Like it's, 
where it just has to be brutal and hard hitting. But like, yeah, getting Lance Archer, Brian Cage, and you know, uh, uh, Wardlow, Miro. right? And uh, yeah, Miro, Miro, and yeah, right, right. I mean, Power get these folks in there and just yeah, get these guys in there to just meet it up. Meet. God, what was his name? What's oh, uh, meat? You know who should definitely be in that division, and man, his name is escaping me. But he was the fucking muscle for uh, Cutie Marshall, and he had the big beard. Remember that he kind of dressed like a like a Camarado. Guy? Nick Camarado. Yeah, he. Yeah, needs the to guy be with the. That. The guy with the steroid back that we saw. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, put him in there. All out. Which yeah. he did. <sighs> Fucking steroids are cool. Who cares? Love it. Uh, Jeffrey Sill says, "Why are they teaming up Lance Archer with those losers, the Righteous?" I like the Righteous. I love the Righteous. Uh, yeah, the I fucking think real fun. snaps. Now, I will say the 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 big guy, his wrestling not great. Sure, I would say here's the thing too, and this is my I'm being influenced by prisoner of the moment of what I'm watching, and so I understand that. So take this with a pinch of salt. However. If you're a guy like the big guy from The Righteous, and I can't remember his name, fucking stop trying to be like everyone else. Stop doing the big boss man slams. Stop throwing people off the ropes to then take a front bump and, you know, all the fucking brawl. Just do an arm Just, drag. Yeah, don't do an arm <laughs> drag. Just brawl. Like, he, he looks like someone who would brawl. Yeah, just in a beat bar, people right? up. Yeah, just throw Dude, some elbows. Style. Punch him in the stomach, throw him into the corner, kick him a couple times. That's yeah, realistic. Need- By the way, do you know what The Rock used to do? He used to throw people into the corner. He used to smack them up, right? Like he used to throw them into another one. He used to give them a punch, and then he'd give them a move, right? Like this is not difficult. The moves don't matter, as we've said a million times. You need some moves, but the five moves of Doom will – It's been shown. It's all you need to have, right? So, like, make it more believable Mm -hmm. for what you are. And if your character's a big dude who's, like, a cult leader, like, you're not going to have all this fancy shit. You're going to brute force murder somebody. Yeah, don't try. If if your skill set is more Bruiser Brody than Kenny Omega, then don't try to be Kenny Omega because that's the cool thing right now. That's what I would say. Plenty of large athletes that are your size of a guy that get into things like UFC and can get lean and know how to use their muscles and know how to do all the moves and know how to like grapple folks and do stuff. You who's a cult leader, who's eating fried chicken, it seems and stuff like that doesn't know how to do any of that shit, right? Like you just beat people up, you pistol whip them, you you drag them out back and you and your buddies beat them up. This is simple stuff. Oh, and with the group, I really think, you know, the righteous, the the the, the guy, the Charles Manson imitation yeah. guy, you yeah, know, yeah. he's cool. But again, tone it I down have, a little. No, 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 no. I love it. But if I have the pin, don't make him the leader. Jake yeah. the Snake Roberts should be your Leading fucking leader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lead you know these oddities. Yeah. I mean, name a better fucking cult-like promo in the history then of you get abaddon you're probably not you get abaddon in the group but abaddon she's I a little more through. she's more yeah, was, yeah she's less bray wyatt and more like horror film scream yeah she's yeah. the the, the yeah, ring so not or her whatever. so not her yep maybe it's the sky blue 
right? She's trying to go dark, right? Make her God, I tell darker you what. and bring her into the fold. We're going to talk about her because she's in the match uh, from last night. But, man, kind of like Chris Jericho, make me miss you. I don't – you're too you're too much in my face right now. But here's where I want to uh, touch on before we move on from this match. Uh, Adam Copeland. Tim, he's been here now a couple months. He had the great feud with Christian Cage. He had the go fuck yourself and – you know, all the fun stuff. He put that poor bastard kid uh, through a table that was on fire, you know, so he's had some moments, but he kind of feels like he's in neutral right now. What do you think? How do you feel about Adam Copeland a couple months uh, in? Yeah, I do feel like he's in neutral. Uh, I Look, I know we don't like WWE, but I think they're not always wrong in some of their decision-making. Like when everybody was like, oh, Sasha Banks left, and I was like, they're not going to give a shit. Because they saw for what she is, you know what I mean? And it's like, all right, fine, go on. We'll, we'll talk to you when you come back. And I think they said the same thing to Adam Copeland. They're like, look, guy, you're fun, but you're not like a needle mover. And, like, you want all these either accommodations or money or whatever or a run or a storyline. Like, we're not going to do that. And I just think, like, I, I think that kind of what you said. Like, I don't think people are like, oh, my God, I'm buying a ticket because I'm going to see Adam Copeland. Adam Copeland being on the card with – X name and Y name and Z name is awesome. And that helps me, you know, agree to buy it. But mm-hmm. like, if, if he's the top of the card, I'm, I'm probably not in and now and do that in 24. Like, so I just, man, you really got to go story heavy with this guy. I wish they would use the veterans in more in storyline. The, what you see in real life in some of this, uh, you know, fighting game, or at least this is how they told the story in Hollywood of like, I'm going to get over, by using the young upstart. Hey, young upstart, I'm going to mentor you. I'm going to show you the ways. And then, you know what I mean? Like they're taking advantage of them or they're, you know what I mean? Or they're using them mm-hmm. to get over and that kind of stuff. Like yeah. there's so many of those kind of stories to tell that you could theoretically tell with anybody, but they don't seem to tell that in AW. The, the veterans are either they're on-screen competitors or they're back behind the stage being producers. And we don't really see them except for an occasional match. My issue with Adam Copeland so far is the same issue I had with CM Punk. And it's this. Hey, guys, remember me? Don't we love me? Yeah. All right, cool. See you next week. And it's like, well, what are you going to do? Hey, guys, remember me? Ain't I cool? Like, because he's going by the rated R superstar, right? Which, by the way, Justin Roberts, fucking cut it. Stop with the super, super, super. It's dumb. It's dumb. It's very Just dumb. Just say the fucking word. But my point is, there is nothing. Now, again, he put someone through a table that was on fire. So, okay, right. But what I'm saying as far as like a story character uh, presentation, there is nothing rated R about this guy. Just like when CM Punk was the voice of the voiceless and all of yeah. this stuff. Stop doing the Hulk Hogan 1980s tour where I must pose at the end and we all smile because I'm in the ring. You got to... Now, again, the Christian thing I get, right? It was kind of a layup to say, what's my first story? It'll be with Christian. Cool. But now I need, and he's doing now this what? open challenge. Yeah, he's doing an open challenge on Saturday. So maybe we get a surprise of, I don't know, Adam Copeland versus, um, uh, you know, uh, Jay White, right? Some big guy. Whoa, we've never seen that, right? But I need something that says, 
you're calling yourself rated R. I need to see why, right? Because yeah. there's no presentation of that right now. Well, here's the deal. Here's what, again, this is this is behind the curtains. This is all, you know, rumor in you and those whatever you want to call it. The people online were saying that he was supposed to lead the judgment day. He was leading the judgment day. He wanted to lead it a certain way. They wanted to go a different angle. They said, all right, well, we're just going to take you out of it, right? And went the other angle. So let him do that one, right? Like, let him lead a faction or something and get dark and twisted or whatever. Like, yeah, we need something here, right? If it's not what I said, right, where he's he's like, hey, kid, pulling a better version of what Matt Hardy kept trying to do when he first showed up at AEW, right? If he's not pulling mm-hmm. that angle, then, yeah, give me leading a faction, right? Give me a reason to think you're sinister and dark, right? Because I, just remember me, I'm the old guy. Who cut his hair short, but I still wear wear my leather jacket. It's like, God, man, ah, sorry. Yeah, like I get enough again, of that at the bar down here. I don't, I don't need that. I don't, right, sorry. And, and I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not saying to do a live sex celebration, right? Like, I'm not saying let's just rehash the crazy ideas that you used to do. But man, when Edge was live at sex his celebration. Best, no, when Edge was at his best, he was manipulating Vicky Guerrero. He was going yeah. and creating like the rated R things. What, what, what did they call him? That was the uh, ultimate opportunist. Yeah. Isn't that what the phrase right. was? Yeah. 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 But I, I need him to do, again, if you're not going to say you're rated R, then I don't need this, right? But if you're going to say rated R, because in your AEW crate, I got a t shirt of Adam Copeland's and it says rated R superstar. But brother, you ain't doing nothing rated R at all. You're doing rated G right now as far as presentation of your character. So that's what I'm saying. If you're going to say it, do it. And then you don't always have to go heel either, right? You can do dastardly things to the heels to undercut what they're trying to accomplish. The thing about the rated R, even if you were being quote unquote rated R, is it's a bit of a dead reference anyway. Like I know they still like rate the movies that way and shit, but like. 14-year-old kids watch YouTube and shit. Like, cuss words aren't a thing. Like, well, you're rating, well, like, fuck, you're rated R. Like, nobody, like, that That doesn't, again, elicit a response from the average person anymore, seeing rated R, right? Like, nobody's, like, nobody, that doesn't register with people, I don't feel like. I get what you're saying, but I still, I mean, there's still families, right, like, that watch wrestling. Sure. And if you say, you know, so it's an easy way to, like, everyone gets this because the average age of a wrestling fan isn't, 16 right it's old so rated r rated r still works with us old guys so you know what i mean i i get what you're saying to like stay relevant and current but i think yeah that one's oh but again me just do it if you're gonna say it do it yeah, Anyhow, wh- where's edge spearing people in their worst moments and right you know like stealing stuff from them like let's yeah, and again, you don't have to be healed to do that too, right? You could do it to Christian, right? You could do rated R things to Christian because fuck that guy, I hate him. You know what I mean? But you're just doing. Hey, we boys. could get, we could get Christian to recreate the best scene in wrestling history, where he'll come out and his car is flattened, and he can be like, "Where's my car?" And he'll be like, "Adam Copeland." <laughs> Adam. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hold on. We'll move on real quick. But this is what you do. Yeah, you recreate that where Christian walks out, his car is in a cube. And he's like, "What happened? Oh my god!" And then where, Roger yeah. Strong walks up, and he's like, "Who did this?" He goes, "Adam Copeland." And then Roger Strong goes, "Adam." Yeah, he's standing on the thing doing yes. Yeah. Oh, please. All right, let's move on. This happens. I'm suing somebody because you saw it here first. 
All right, we'll let Tom take a drink. Andrew Abishaw is in the yeah. is in the chat here. He says, "Happy to finally catch the live instead of the podcast." Uh, he says, "Adam can do just what Swerve is doing. Uh, maybe he starts manipulating the patriarchy to turn on Christian." Exactly. Yeah. Again, babyface things, but done in a heel way. That's what I think would be great. Or go heel. Either way. All right, let's keep it moving here. Uh, after the victory, we go backstage. Bullet Club is talking and they're like hey man we want gold and there's three of us and then before they could even say we want the trios championship uh the acclaim walked up and like hey fucking come on let's do this alliance and they call it bang bang scissor gang i think is what bowen said bang bang, bang scissor bang, gang yeah yeah and <laughs> the shirts the, alone <laughs> well the the ass boys kind of were like well that's kind of cool yeah they even say, like, hey, all right, Dad, maybe. And the Acclaim are like, just come on, let's maybe do this. Here's my pitch for that. I thought this was fun. I thought it was fun. I don't know if it really works as far as, like, a real... Bang Bang Scissor Gang is a t-shirt, right? 100%. Well, of course. What I think would be interesting for the Acclaim, because we've talked about how their act, you know, you have to have a next chapter... I think an interesting thing, and maybe you do this with the Bullet Club, is their whole angle moving forward, starting with the Bullet Club, going to anyone else, is we don't want to put these championships up on the line. So what if we just identify the top challengers and become friends with them, right? So Bullet Club is number one, right? The number one contenders. Right. They don't want to wrestle us because we're the Bang Bang Scissor Gang, right? right. And let's say then they find a way to, you know, end fighting with the bullet club and then they go off. Right. And then they identify top flight and action and dready. Right. And they're like, Oh, Hey, fly in with scissors or whatever, you know, I'm like, come on, isn't that cool? Oh, that's the team where they all have the Mahomes haircut. Yeah. Top flight and the action and dready. Yeah. (laughs) But, but the whole thing with the acclaimed is they're keeping their championships by trying to befriend all of the trios so that they never have to, you know, Uh, Hey guys, you know, I don't know what it is about this uh, Jay White and the Bang Bang Gang here. Um, you ever, you ever know where like, like you ever known where like you're like I don't like that girl, and then like eight months she's been hanging around and like, oops, right? Like you know what I mean? Like something happened. You're like I don't like that person. Why did that? <laughs> like why did that happen? It's kind of how I'm feeling with the Bang Bang Scissor Gang, or not the Bang Bang, but the Bang Bang Gang right now. I'm like, do I like these guys? Like, what the fuck? I, I still don't. Here. Yeah. Is it the, is I, it the alcohol? Is it yeah. <laughs> like what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. I still don't like them. I still, I do like My juice. Standards Robinson. lowered. <laughs> I do like juice Robinson, but I like juice Robinson because he felt Brian Pillman s <laughs> crazy. Right. He had that sense of like, is he acting or is this real? You know, I like that about, I juice will Robinson. say this. I will say this about Jay white. I think like, he like he, when he's talking in these interviews and everything, it feels like a real guy, like just responding in the moment. Right. Like he doesn't feel oh. like he's got practice lines and he always right. says something decent or cool. Like it's yeah. always B plus or better every time from him. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. He looks like a greyhound dog to me. Um, I just yeah. The look of like him, him. I'm like, that's where I'm like, do I like this guy? I don't know. <laughs> and then, and then the ass boys look, I'm still, <laughs> 
I can't get the personal feelings away. I still don't like that fucking tall one tried to talk shit to me. So I'm still mad about that. But also, I don't like the tiptoeing of the fucking uh, the John Wayne guy. And he's like the John Wayne guy has the most unearned arrogance. It's Sasha Banks level of unearned arrogance where I'm just like, I want to punch this guy so fucking hard because he thinks he's cool as he's balding and has a John Wayne tattoo. Fuck you. Like, I don't like you. And so I'm yeah. not there yet. I still like him as yeah. he is. <laughs> I still can't believe we haven't got like a full, like ass boys themed storyline with these guys yet. But I know we got time, but man. I'm still surprised no one's pointed out he has a John Wayne tattoo and how fucking dumb that is. Yeah. There is this. WWE would have made him cover that up with a with a singlet or something. <laughs> something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so then we get to the fun part here, Tim. Tim, this is when we start ramping it up with all the fun. Because here comes our king, the AEW heavyweight Mm. champion, Samoa Joe. And Samoa Joe, as referenced by Jeffrey Sills earlier, cuts a promo where he says, hey, we ain't doing this complain online bullshit. If you want to challenge me, This is what I thought was interesting. He says, submit your record to the championship committee, which we don't know what that is. And then they will determine who the number one contender is. Okay. Right. This is where there's a flaw and I'll get, I'll jump ahead and then we'll get to everything. At the end of this segment, hook comes out and hook and Samoa Joe go nose or forehead to forehead. And then it's just announced next week that hook gets a title shot. I thought you had to submit your resume or whatever to the championship Right, committee. exactly, yeah. What, yeah, like, well, I do kind of like, I do, I, I wouldn't hate if, like, later we find out, like, Samoa Joe was just like, I'm in charge, and they were like, yeah, whatever. Well, you know what I mean? Like, no, you're not, right? <laughs> but that's the detail I think is missing, yeah. is you should have had them go face-to-face, nose-to-nose, or whatever like that, and then Samoa Joe takes a step back and is like, all right, next week, it's me and you. I'm making this decision. And then you're like, okay, well, there's... Hey, he's just, he's a champion. So he can do that. Right. Cause it, there's a disconnect of you telling me there's a committee, but then all of a sudden just, if well, you because walk he up just him, said like, shot. yeah, gone to the days where you come out here and whine and bitch about your spot or your whatever, whatever. And then yeah. like, you just let a guy do that. <laughs> like, exactly. Weird. So yeah. it was a little weird, but let's back up because before that, as Samoa Joe is talking and saying that he is your champion, he will reign with an iron fist. He will kick everyone's ass. And anyone who wants it can get it. And then, uh-oh, here's Prince Nana and the Mogul Embassy. I thought that was an interesting touch. That Swerve didn't come out by himself. Swerve walks out. Yeah, nah, you bring the posse. Well, yeah, because it, it's interesting. I'll bring up why here in just a second. So Swerve comes out and he's like, hey, 2023 was a fucking great year for me. 2024 is going to be even better because I want that gold. And Samoa Joe's like, well, then what's up, motherfucker? Like, let's do this shit. And then before they could really get to let's make a match, here comes Hangman. And Hangman is like, hey, again, paraphrasing here, 2023 is fucking awesome. I beat John Moxley in a Texas death match, reunited with the elite, and I had a good fucking match against Swerve, which again, Swerve, I'm going to kick your ass, so don't forget about it. And also, I was a champion at one time, and I want that belt back. And then they go face-to-face. But then as they go face-to-face, Swerve leaves. And that's the thing. It's like, friend, you've got four guys behind you. 
that could yeah. that could fuck these people up. So like, why are you leaving? You know what I mean? Now Prince Nana did the thing of like, no, 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 swerve. Like we're not doing it now. But still, it was like, then what the fuck is the mobile yeah. embassy doing hanging out here? You know what I mean? What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, same thing. Like, I mean, if you're if you if they're just out there to intimidate, and then we're gonna walk away, and we'll we'll meet again later, but we want to leave you intimidated, then you should have flexed into that a little more, right? Like they should have been surrounding him, making him look behind him a little bit, like what's going on? Am I about to get jumped here? Kind of thing. Um, otherwise, just leave him backstage, right? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting because again, like, was it about Swerve or was it about Hook? And man, are we gonna get some weird like three, four way here? Like, I don't. Well, the thing that I like so far, and I hope it continues, is similar to MJF, where MJF had ten spinning plates, but it was all things from his past, so it was a little bit different. Where it's multiple stories that could be told, right? Because Swerve is pretty simple. Hey. I fucking beat everyone. It's time for me to be the champion. Okay, right? We can get behind that. We understand that story. Hangman can go, you made a deal with the devil and the devil fucked me up. You're behind that as well. So I'm fucking you up because I want to be champion, but I'm also fucking you up because you messed with the United Kingdom or United, whatever they call it, Undisputed Kingdom? Undisputed, Undisputed Kingdom. Kingdom. And so I'm going to I'm gonna beat your ass for that reason. Okay. Now Hook is just like, I don't know. Let's let's go for let's jump yeah. in the deep end, right? Like I'm tired nobody of beat me, wrestling, so you know? why why any of these other chumps? You yeah. So I, I like that idea too. But I do like I don't want them to do all three, right? A fatal four way, which no one dies, but you know, a fatal four way. I don't want that. But I do want spinning plates, right? Samoa Joe has to look over yeah. his shoulder for this reason, that reason, this reason. I do like that I idea. Still think Hook when he comes out to do these, right? And he's standing somebody down. He also should be eating chips in their face, right? Like just bag of chips crunching right in your face. Just, you know what I mean? Just staring you down. He doesn't have to say nothing. He's just staring Joe down and he's eating those chips. Joe's going to be like, bitch. Ooh, what if that's how he challenged him? What if right, he that's what I mean. Up, like he just walks no, up. But he, <laughs> no, no, no. He hands him a bag of chips and it says next week. Joe versus Hook, and he's like, "Yeah, that's what he gives chips to people, and they'll be like, fucking crunch them and throw them back." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> asshole. Yeah. Hey, we got some comments here. Let's read them off uh, so we can catch up here. Uh, let's go back a little bit. Uh, Jeffrey oh, Sill says, Jeff- "You know, yeah, oh yeah, oh sorry." Yeah, Jeffrey yeah. Sill says, "United Kingdom is where you're from, Jay." So there you go. And, and then he also says, "Jay White is great, guys. Told you about Juice, which he did, and now you're on board. Well, Tim is with Juice with the Juice Man. Well, I'm on board too. Yes." Uh, and then Andrew said, I love Jay and Juice. They play great off of each other. All right. He then continues. He says, I feel like the call out was Hook submitting his resume and the committee is Joe. Like, okay, yeah, you deserve a shot. Or no, you don't. Yeah, but a committee to me means it's more than one person, right? Like that's a plural kind of thing, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, oh, and then, yeah, one detail here that Andrew brings up the Hook signal is fucking cool did you catch that where yeah, he gets on uh-huh. a bat signal of hook yeah hook. If we do that as like hook's thing i wouldn't hate that that's kind of cool mm-hmm. yeah um and then what we got here jeffrey still says by the way hook has history with joe courtesy of his pops being joe's manager back in tna yes 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 and then jeffrey still says i pop for the hook signal so yeah so did i i did not consider that taz 
and and Samoa Joe's history now that's hooked. And I, yeah, that's did good. Taz play this off well, or did he legit not know that like a match is coming up? <laughs> and Hook was gonna be getting a title shot because like yeah. he seemed like he was like oh fuck yeah <laughs> right like he was like let's do this yeah Which, he's a proud dad I mean that, I that like fits it. right but I didn't know like I was like man is Taz this good of an actor or did he really not know this was coming <laughs> so that is a great call out from Jeffrey Sills about the history mm-hmm. do you now here's the hard thing is it's happening next week right you have Saturday show and then that's it Friday Saturday show and then that's it so do you have Taz walk out with Hook? Oh, or no, you have Taz get involved because then Taz can call in an old friend to help that also has history with Samoa Joe. This fat son of a <laughs> Yeah. He's yeah. fat. He is fat, yes. <laughs> um, I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate. So here's the hard thing about that is Taz is at commentary, right? It's hard for him to leave commentary and then be back at commentary, right? But a cool segment next week could possibly be like how they start collision with promos before the actual show, which is obviously pre-tapes. If you have Samoa Joe say tonight hook. And then before he can even get into his promo, Taz walks up and he's like, Hey, Take it on my boy tonight. Should be a fun match. And then Samoa Joe's like, the fuck did he just say to me? And then gets it in his head like, wait a minute, is is Taz helping Hook with my match with him tonight? Something like that wouldn't be wouldn't be bad. I think kicking off the show that way might be a fun way to get you excited for, you know, the match later on in the night. I'll make him bleed. Steiner clips are the best. <laughs> Steiner clips. Ah. Uh. Gosh, he's the best, man. She's not only ugly, she's fat. <laughs> God, the way he says fat is so fucking great. Love it. Um, all right, so then yeah, we get the we get the the ta- the hook signal to kind of wrap up the segment. Samoa Joe has his title, and here we go. We got three challengers wanting to go after that championship, and then uh, we go backstage, and we're still doing a promo. But we're doing it in black and white, Tim, because it's Tony Storm. And she's out here talking to Renee Paquette. And Mariah May goes, Hey, did you see my match? She goes, Oh, honey, no. No. Did you do an arm drag? Yeah. Like, <laughs> just fucking great. Well, and, I love that Mariah May is also like, Are you fucking serious? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. she's not just like sold on whatever she says. Yeah. Yeah. And then Renee Paquette asked Tony Storm, hey, by the way, last week, besides Mariah May's debut match, there was a debuting uh, Diana Perrazzo. Did you see that? But before she goes, she says that, she goes, there was a debuting woman. She goes, Wendy Richter. (laughs) 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 Makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Yeah, again, Wendy Richter is like, not at the same time frame that we're alluding to. It's like also the weirder part. <laughs> exactly. That's the weirder yeah, part not, of this. Yeah, it's not Mae Young. It's not someone yeah. that was actually from that. Yeah, this you isn't know, Zsa Zsa Gabor. <laughs> Which, by the way, I'm going to look it up. Is is she? I don't know. I haven't thought of Wendy Richter in such is a she long alive? time. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Is she still sure. doing it? Can we also get, and I know like these guys are involved in other promotions, but can we like get a thing like sh- we need a surprise appearance from the vaudevillains for this, right? They need, we need I them would, yeah. in, a, in a silent movie clip here. Yeah, I would, 
love that if that was a uh um, it could be your lackeys even right like get, I, I think one of them didn't one of them get me too or something i don't know i don't know i'm trying to look up wendy richter and i'm not si- seeing anything as far as like current news but we'll okay. keep on right. we don't fact check either but yeah if wendy richter shows up that's the shit if we could figure out a way that wendy richter shows up and maybe cost her a non-title match or something fucking would love send that. wendy richter jeffrey sills <laughs> we need to get love that from it her. Like, send wendy richter <laughs> so um uh where are we at here uh Oh, Mariah May says, by the way, this Diana Perrazzo kicked me in the face. And Tony Storm goes, well, here, have a chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Just fucking <laughs> <I can> leaves. <laughs> now, here's the other thing, though, that I thought was interesting. Is So, Tony Storm, we get the whole chin up, tits out, watch for the shoe. Um, but before she even says it, she goes, she goes, chin up, tits out line and mariah may goes watch for the shoot she goes now darling you just messed it up yeah that's and she my leaves. Line. <laughs> yeah that's my line and she yeah. and you messed it up you ruined the moment but did you catch that luther mm-hmm. the butler laughed in her laughed face at, so are we getting some type of shenanigans I think so. from luther i think we're gonna just get i mean i think mariah may is gonna be fed up with it after trying so hard to appease her right and and that so that's just going to happen. And Luther's going to be in on that, right? Like he's going to also be part of the bullying. I think is what we're going to get with that. Yeah. Cause I don't want Luther to leave Tony storm. Cause I think that he's doing a very no, good yeah. job in mm-hmm. this role, but I don't necessarily want him no. to be the reason there's dissension between Tony. No. And no, I think Mariah he's just May. part of the bullying. It, it like, he thinks it's funny. Tony storm's kind of doing it, not even realizing it. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, we get that Mariah May then, uh, is upset. And again, she has chocolate that she's eating and Renee Paquette ends the segment, which I thought, again, I know that we ruined the moment, moment, all that always throw a shoe at Renee though. Always throw a shoe at Renee. If it's Tony storm, that should always be the end forever, but it, always. that's what I think. Yeah. Uh, what do we get next here? We go into the ring and we get a one-on-one matchup between two of the homegrown stars of AEW, Ricky Starks and Sammy Guevara. It was fine. What'd you think? I mean, not much. It just here. felt like that. It was like, all right, thanks for that rousing exhibition of athletics. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know. Just great. Now, I know that we were going to do a tag team title match with uh, Ricky Starks and Big Bill versus Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Uh, Sammy gets the win again. He's a baby face. So now he wants to shake Ricky's hand. Ricky then goes, sure. And then big bill attacks him. Now, did you catch this part though? So Chris Jericho, his music hits and he comes out to make the save, but that you don't hear any booze. They just keep that music fucking playing the entire second. Yeah. Just right over it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's smart. But I don't know. Again, I hate that. I know why we're not liking chris jericho now i don't like chris jericho because again that's a character and i think he's overexposed and i'm tired of looking at him but other people are mad about allegations from a wrestling journalist that he then backtracked on but apparently we still believe him uh so how are you feeling about chris jericho right now in 2024 what day is it a january 6th ah it's january 11th um you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his his celebration was a few days ago, yeah. Right, yeah. I you know, mostly and first and foremost, you know, we we just want to watch the shows, right? So just watch the mm-hmm. shows. And like you said, 
this character sucks now, right? Like he did a lot of great things for AW. I know somebody mentioned oh. that recently. Like if if they would have started the company with somebody else as the champion, we may not be here today. So like I don't want to like discredit the guy. He's had a Hall of Fame career, probably a top ten. But like it feels like it's done. Like it feels like oh. it's done. I I truly feel after the MJF storyline, the five what was it called? Labors of Jericho? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. The 30 years. We did the 30 years. I got the book signed by Jericho. Yeah, that Didn't was meet all him, but I got such a nice bow. That's where it should have ended. Now, we've done some nice things, right? His feud with Eddie Kingston was fine. Eddie Kingston was what made it. Uh, you know, we did the blood and guts match with the BCC in the inner circle, which is, again, serviceable. But after the MJF thing, it has been... C minus at best. And now it just feels like we're trotting to this fucking dead horse out here just because it's a the famous best thing dead since horse. we got was Ricky Stark saying he looked like an air fryer. Yeah. Oh, Jeffrey Sills does bring up the Ocho was was fun. The the Ring of Honor Ocho yeah. thing. Now, the the angle of an outsider like Chris Jericho trying to tear down the image and memory of Ring of Honor. Yes, that was. I will give you that. I forgot about that. That was cool. Uh, so maybe, so maybe after he lost to Claudio, let's end it because <laughs> then there ain't nothing after that. That is yeah. bullshit. Andrew says we need a solid break from Jericho, and you're not wrong. Make us miss you, right? Eight months go away for eight months, not backstage. If you do whatever you can, but no, if you're doing bad stuff, but like whatever you can help out backstage, fucking show up every week, do that. Do not be on TV. Again, nope. you know, we've talked about this before. A great use for these legends like this is being exactly what Samoa Joe was saying, the committee, right? When somebody has a beef and they need a match made, they got to go to the three or four or five veterans that are like thumbs up, thumbs down, right? Almost like mm-hmm. the oracles, right? And you could rotate those in every time. It could be like you've got your ones that are around that we know big shows backstage. We know Mark Henry's backstage, right? So they're always there, but like, Rick Flair's here this week, right? Like, set him there, right? Like, it's Adam Copeland this week, whatever, right? Like, mm-hmm. eh, maybe he's an active wrestler, so maybe we don't do that. But, like, well, eventually. the committee could be those folks, right? Like, and they mm-hmm. hear out your grievances, which, by the way, as we know from looking behind the curtain, this is kind of how they actually fucking do it in pro wrestling locker rooms. So, like, let them sit up there and say yay or nay. And fucking, you know, they try to like bribe them with a six packer or whatever their thing is, right? Like, you could tell storylines even there, right? Like, somebody's corrupt on the committee. Fucking Christ. I don't, it seems too easy to me. Oh, yeah. Or they have history with the person. Because if it's Adam Copeland uh, submitting his uh, credentials for a championship shot and Jericho's on the committee and we know that those two have history. He says no. And now we've got, well, then I'm going to beat up your fucking friend, Sammy Guevara for this yeah. shit. Right? Like, yeah, they that, can even have, you know? yeah, committee assignments even like they've got it for, you know what I mean? X amount of time mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 It seems too easy. seems too easy. Well, and then the other just sidebar quick idea with that. Now, AW doesn't have the history because they're too new. But if the other company wants to steal this, by all means, let me know. I'll uh, take any payment. But, you know, bring back those groups that, like, are the NWO or DX and have the legacy members like Shawn Michaels or Kevin Nash. Because, fun fact, well, fun fact, in real life, go out to Stockton or Compton or 
come out here to North Kansas City and there's gang members who are old that still have influence on the current gang members, right? If we're saying that the NWO is a gang, it's not as if, you know, when you turn 60, you're out of the game. Yeah. You still have influence. Have die, in, right. Yeah, direction. So, like, have that. That would be cool, too, to get these old-timers involved, but not wrestling like fucking Ric Flair. So, anyhow, that's just my thought. Uh, let's move on. After that, we go into the women's uh, carnival match. It's Willow Is this Nightingale. right before the main event? Ooh, was it? No. Oh. No. No. It was not, man. <laughs> okay, mm. Tony. It was close. Listening. I remember watching. Time. I was like, "Is this right for the man?" <laughs> no, we yeah. had one more match, mm. but we get Willow Nightingale, Chris Statlander, uh, Statlander, Anna J, Thunder Rosa versus Soraya, Ruby Soho, Sky Blue, and Julia Hart. Uh, the best part of this match, besides just Willow Nightingale's bubbly, Willow. warm person yeah. personality and great smile, was Chris Statlander walking out. She sees a sign in the crowd that says, let Stokely manage Statlander. And she's like, what? And she goes, well, that's an interesting sign. Who has this sign? And it's Stokely Hathaway. You ready, she, looks, she looks to the camera and then just puts the sign back in his face and walks off. Stokely oh. Hathaway. Oh, my God. Managing anybody, first of all would be a plus but but let's go back to i believe collision when mm -hmm. willow nightingale and chris statlander statlander had a tag team match and the announcer was stokely hathaway and stokely hathaway introduced both women but introduced chris statlander as quote thicker than a snickers thicker than and a Snickers. i fucking love that line <laughs> it's the best how yeah. How are we getting Chris Jericho every week, but we're not getting Stokely Hathaway? You know? Yeah. How many sound bites? How many sound bites? The do you worst have? crime you can commit is dick riding without a license. <laughs> and how many times? How many times has he been on camera? Right? Like every time he's on camera, moment? I feel like we could steal the, yeah. the when he said, "What was he talking? Who was he talking about? Um, was it?" Samoa or no it was Eddie Kingston when he was like we need a world champion who smells like Tom Ford not Burger King and Newports which is probably exactly what Eddie Kingston smells like it was so funny he's so great he's the best he's the best yeah he is the best yeah there should be a petition that I will start or sign whatever it needs to happen mm -hmm. to have Stokely Hathaway take every segment that was designed for Chris Jericho. We're kicking him out and we're putting Stokely Hathaway in every oh, so single good. time. He is the fucking his best. tweets and stuff are if you don't follow like he's just oh. constantly fucking with people's shit. And he's just so cutting. Like his he's got the best lines. He's so good. He is the best. The best. Yeah. And he'll, you know, Photoshop text messages that he'll send to Samoa Joe or Eddie Kingston, all of that stuff. It's amazing. But in this matchup, we get, you know, Anna J win. She was 99 again, associated with Brody Lee. And that's good because again, it's a homecoming Jacksonville makes sense. Did good. I will say though, it's a little, not, I guess disappointing would be the right word that Thunder Rosa's in this match and tell me anything she did. You don't know. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's yeah. it. Is Thunder Rosa? Thunder Rosa to me is still in that top level, you know, women's there. category. Should be. Yeah, should be. Um, Jeffrey Sill says the women need more time to shine because the roster is insane. There's so many good women who can work. Statlander, Willow, Thunder, Jamie, Sheeta, Athena. It's an embarrassment of riches. I will say, out of all those names you've mentioned, we've only really seen one, maybe two, with Thunder Rosa give any decent promo work and storyline. You know what I mean? Like extended storylines here. Who um, would you, who's the other one? Oh, I was saying Thunder Rosa, probably Thunder Rosa and, and Athena. Thunder Rosa. Athena. Oh, and Athena. Athena. Yeah. I mean, Jamie Hayter is fucking awesome. Now she doesn't cut promos cause it was always Britt Baker. True. So that story but, was there, but again, that was built around sort of the treatment of Britt Baker yeah. on her. Yeah, I yes, I think they've got a lot of amazing athletes. I think they've got some folks who are learning to be better wrestlers and some that are really good wrestlers and great wrestlers. Um, but the stories aren't there now. Whether that's the writing or these folks, you know, not able to come up with themselves, I'll leave that to other people to decide. But yes, I think like they need more time, but. When they get some time, I'm always like, meh, like we need some more well, here. Something else needs to be added to this. I, you know, I, I said this as a Christmas wish uh, in 2023 as we wrapped up Spanish Nouns Table. And here's Andrew kind of echoing what I said. But mm-hmm. he says, I'd love if they made Rampage women centric and maybe some backstage stuff mm-hmm. uh, move along the men's stories. Yes, I think in an hour show with Rampage, two matches every episode need to go to the women. Whether that's the TBS or the women's championship, that title is on the line. And then your secondary story with, you know, for example, it's Chris Statlander. Is she going to get managed by Stokely Hathaway? Whatever we're doing there. That's the other story, right? It's those two things. It's a title match with one of those two or fuck it. Just do both titles sometimes, right? It's a TBS and it's a women's title match on the same show. Like, I don't hate that idea either. Because what you could also do, which again, I've always thought is fun dating back to ultimate warrior and Hulk Hogan is when you have the secondary champion and the main champion, maybe just bump into each other. Right. So the TBS champion wins her match. And let's just say it's Statlander and she raises the title. She rolls out of the ring. The women's champion, Tony storm does her thing and bumps into her and goes line and Statlander looks and then, you know, but there they are. The two champions bumped into each other. I think you should do that too as well. So yes, hundred percent rampage women, Love it. Friday night, looking at some women. Hell yeah, women fights. Uh, Hell yeah, yeah, women fights. Putting that on. Hell yeah, women fights. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Okay, after the match, Yuta cuts a promo on Eddie Kingston. He says he beat everyone in the Blackpool Combat Club, but you haven't beaten me. So Rampage, those two are going to fight. So I'm excited for Eddie Kingston to kick the shit out of Yuta. Uh, yeah, he's gonna then, he's gonna kick the shit out of him, right? He's gonna curb stop him, so. like throw him into the ring post. And, you know, I hope so. Give him a I Kansas City cunt so. punt. That's one. That's one criticism. And again, it's I'm prisoner of the moment, so forgive me. But one thing I wish Eddie Kingston would add a little bit more to his um, wrestling style. And I understand he is influenced by all Japan, you know, mm-hmm. Masawa, Kawhi, all those guys, right? But he also says that Terry Funk is the greatest of all time. Eddie Kingston, you know, what's that? So be Terry Funk. A little bit, right? Get body slammed, roll out of the ring, and throw a punch at whoever's in the front row, right? A little of that. I want a little, like, because, again, Eddie Kingston walks out like he's fucking crazy. Let's ramp that shit up a little bit. 
Well, and I get it. Like you said, very heavily influenced by New Japan. And so there's all these chops. But, like, we can turn those into punches to the gut and to the ribs, right? And, like like you said, a little more brawling style. I mean, maybe we're revealing that we prefer a brawling style. But, again, it, it's because it's about believability of the character. Eddie Kingston, if I believe it was a tough nose, you know, a New York kid. Like, yes, you've been wrestling with some chops, but, like, don't you also throw some hands? I guess well, he does to some extent, but... Yeah, but one thing in his matches that I'm getting a tad exhausted by, I would say, and it made sense against Moxley because they're friends, right? But when it's against Danielson or Claudio, the I'm tougher than you, so let's slap each other in the chest. You the wouldn't do that to someone you hate. Yeah, we don't need that every match, man. Like when because you it makes were sense. taking on Ishii, that made sense, right? Like that. Right. When you're taking on Ishii or a friend like John Moxley where you're saying, hey, we're not going to get fucking wild here, but we're going to prove who's the bigger man or better man here. Okay. But when you hate the person, because again, Eddie, I watched you throw a fucking television at someone. Remember that when it was Jericho and all of them and he had the fucking big screen and he threw it at him? Yeah. I need a little bit more of that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So that's just my one. Yeah, I need Eddie Kingston's like, I will find you wherever you're at. I don't care if you're at the grocery store. I don't care if you're at the gas station, right? Like, I don't care if you're backstage. I don't care if you're in the ring. I'm bringing yeah. whatever's next to me, and I'm hitting you with it. Exactly. I just need a little bit more of that. So that's just my one call out of that. So let's keep it moving. We go back in to the ring, and we made another mistake, and maybe it's because I don't know about the actual – uh, copyright laws that uh, Tony Khan purchased, but we have Brian Keith and Brian Keith walks out to Mike Jones, but not last night. He's just in the ring. Why? Yeah. I don't know. Mike Jones is fucking cool, man. And if you paid for the song, play it. But again, maybe I don't know, uh, but he's takes on Roderick strong. And this is good. Uh, I don't know. I, I, Post-match. So, Roger Strong gets the victory post-match. Adam Cole kind of cuts the same promo again where he says, this guy is going to get this title. Yeah, look, he does. He cuts the same promo. Now, with this time, he gets a little more into each person, right? He does the, like, let me introduce you to the band right? speech, right? Like, over here mm-hmm. on the lead guitar, we've got, you know, whatever. And he's the greatest and blah, blah. So, he fluffs them up a little bit, right? I'm still perplexed, man, on why we did this Roderick Strong thing. Now, all of a sudden, he's like, I'm flexing on you, and I'm like, I'm the fucking enforcer of this group. Like, I, just fuck. Well, man, we were so hot when, when yeah. the next Strong. I, and here's the other thing, though, that we could have done last night. And again, I'm splitting hairs here. I did not hate this segment, but it didn't also blow my socks off, right? Um, Orange Cassidy is going up to people who aren't even asking for a championship match and saying, yeah, I'll fight you Friday. (laughs) So why is Roderick Strong just sitting there going like, oh, I'm going to go after the champ. Orange Cassidy will give you the shot whenever you need it. So when you're not asking for it. (laughs) Exactly. So like that could have advanced the undisputed kingdom right there is they win the match. Adam Cole says, hey, guess what? One of our guys wants gold. And then Orange Cassidy music just hits and goes, I know it was me. Like, he's just like, yep, yeah, I know like, you want my title. I get it, yeah. Yeah, so. Let's hurry this up. Saturday yeah, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and Roderick Strong's like, well, that is what I wanted, but that was fucking cool. Okay. Like, something to just move the story. Because, again, that was kind of, like you said, introducing the band again. And I don't I know. I just, yeah, man. 
if this is just now some guys who are just randomly chasing titles, this feels like a big wet fart fallout from the devil storyline that was so gripping, so like it had us all on pins and needles. And now to just be like, oh, it's just a bunch of guys who want titles is like, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And again, one thing that's not working in their favor, peeking behind the curtain, is unfortunately Adam Cole is injured, right? I think if Adam Cole isn't yeah. injured, so's MJF kind of right and needs his right, break but like and, yeah, yeah, but something else might be happening that is advancing faster stories. I do think eventually Wardlow goes for the championship, something like that, and that's the return of MJF, right? Right on the cusp, because how I even thought about it with the group revealed as how they are, this is how I would do it. Samoa Joe versus Wardlow for the championship at a dynamite. Don't do a pay-per-view at a dynamite. Wardlow finally gets the advantage of Samoa Joe. He crawls over to Adam Cole says, give me the ring, right? Cause they still have the fucking ring. He goes to grab it. Here comes MJF's music. He grabs the ring from Adam Cole. Cause Adam Cole's injured. What the fuck can he do? And then he hits Wardlow that knocks him down. Joe gets the you pin. Know what happens and now MJF takes on the undisputed. He, he team. starts looking for the ring. It actually isn't there. And he's like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Right? Like the lights go out, lights come back on. There's the devil holding the ring. Fucking devil mask off. Yes. MJF. And then Samoa That's Joe fucking listen way out. Yeah. Um yeah, hey, um, was Vince Wright and Adam Cole should have been a manager? No. No. Adam Cole is fucking very. That's what he's what doing. He <laughs> well, he's injured. Yeah, I know. He's got a fucking broken ankle. What I else do you want him to do? Yeah. <laughs> Although, look, I get it. Not everyone can be tan like Hulk Hogan, but this motherfucker Adam Cole is out here looking like a clear gummy bear. This, I do su- get out in the sun. I get it. Your ankles fucking hurt, but get your face out in front of some nature because god damn you looking fucking yeah, or, like, or hit okay. the makeup table right before you come out here well, no because he sucks at that remember all of his fucking bad tan and then his fucking orange hands and shit just fucking uh, look adam this is this is what i'll say to you bud thanks for listening by the way and watching uh wake up get Every out of week, bed i heard yeah. yeah but this is what i'd say to you adam uh, wake up get out of bed hobble down the stairs because i assume you live in a multi uh level house uh, make yourself a cup of coffee, hobble yourself outside of the screen door, and just look at the sun for 20 minutes every fucking day. Just look at the fucking sun. Not at it directly, but like up towards it. You know, mow the lawn once in a while or something. I know it's winter, but like... <laughs> yeah, but no, just look at the fucking sun. Just take your shirt off, look at the sun, 20 minutes, go back in. It's going to help because you look like fucking 80s cocaine right now with how white you are. Like It's... Come on. Yeah, Jeffrey Seal says, wasn't Cole the manager of Bearcat Keith Lee? I mean, like, we still do that. Easy. No, that's what fucking Ben's Poor Walter. Bearcat. (laughs) Look, I like the reference for Keith Lee, which, by the way, poor guy, goes to challenge Swerve Strickland and then RIP. Just can't see him again, apparently. I don't know what happened there. Um, All right. Now we go backstage before the main event. Deanna Perrazzo says she wants the women's title and will debut on collision. And red velvet said, well, we going to stir it up. Then Deanna Perrazzo said, note taken or something. And then walked So out. no. So what she said, what she was like, is that your little stir thing? And she was like, yeah. And she was like, good to know. So is that good to know because more to follow? Or is that good to know? Because like, like 
whatever. You know what I mean? Like, because if it's more to follow and she does something like, I would like to see where like, okay, that's your thing. Cool. Next time I come out, I'm doing your thing bigger and better. She's going to have like fucking people out doing the thing, right? Like, but then you got to rely on a bunch of people having things. And I don't know that we got a bunch of people in the ladies department having things. So I think it's probably just more of a, like a, oh, that's your thing. All right. Good enough. You know, like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I wouldn't say excited. I'm, uh, I'm not even anxious. Intrigued. I'm looking forward to, yeah, I'm intrigued. Yeah. That, that's probably the best word. Me too. I'm intrigued yeah, I'm, for, I'm to see for her because I've never seen her. Mm-hmm. I've never seen her wrestle. Me neither. And everyone tells me she's the fucking shit. And so let's see. Happy it. to see it. Let's see it. Yeah. I'm excited to see if it's true. Now, here's the thing that I think that stinks is, you know, we need to do red velvet a solid because if we go back to kind of the start of her career, she was the sacrificial lamb for Jade Cargill and one of them stayed and one of them left. And yeah. the one that stayed is red velvet. And now we're just going to make her the sacrificial lamb for the next new girl. Like she's good. I wouldn't say idol and all that, but let's not just have her be like step one in your uh, debut match for AEW. beat red velvet, you know, like, She's better than that. Come on now, right? I would agree. Yeah. Okay. Give her we'll something. See. Yeah. Something. Yeah, because, yeah, man. Yeah, the Jade said, thanks, guys. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Which, look, if you're about money and you're not about, fine. But RIP, where's she been at since? Huh? Oh, she's going to debut at Royal Rumble? That's going to be her fucking thing? And she's going to get tossed out by, I don't know, uh, Bailey? Oh, yeah. fucking cool. Um, again, I wouldn't have made the move that she did, but she did it. So I look forward to her strength competition against fucking Bianca uh, Belair, you know, Bianca Belair in six months. Uh, all right, we get to the main event. It's Sting and Darby Allen versus the Don Callis family. And this is a Texas tornado match. And we're going all around Daly's place where Ric Flair gets in. He does some chops and then son of a bitch, Tim. I said this on threads and I'm not joking. I kind of said it in jest, but I actually think I might mean it. Considering his age and the stunts he does, Sting might be in the conversation for the most hardcore wrestler of all time. Like Terry Funk, Mick Foley, Nick Gage, Sting. It might be that. Like, did you see this fucking spot? I'll say... I'll say he's getting to Shane McMahon levels of doing like the big spot, right? Like, I'll say that. He's sixty four. Right? Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, that's what, like, that's yeah, he's doing saying. he's doing high level stunt work for sixty four for sure. Like, I mean, because because also, and this is the athlete that he's always been, and obviously at sixty four, he doesn't look the same as he did when he was, you know, the NWA heavyweight champion, but it looks better. Because God bless him. I love Terry Funk. He's fastly becoming my favorite pro wrestler of all time as I watch more 80s pro wrestling. But like towards his ECW run, which is, you know, 15 years younger than current Sting, some of that shit was scary to look at when he was trying to do backflips and stuff. And here's Sting doing a backward death drop off of a fucking platform through two tables. And it looks like Sammy Guevara did it. Now he fucking missed one of them and that sucked, but like, you know what I mean? He doesn't have the, the awkwardness of a 64 year old. So I think people aren't really considering. 
I think if he looked more like the Terry Funk doing the crazy stuff, we would say like he's hardcore, but because he still kind of is an athlete, we're like, well, that was kind of crazy. It's like, friends, that guy should be retired as like yeah. anything else in life. Like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's head coaches that are his age that just retired, and here he is doing backwards death drops to powerhouse yeah. hubs. Yeah. He's got God decades damn. on me, and I'm wearing orthopedic insoles. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Sting is the shit. I, I mean, he's uh, wild, man. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. So, anyhow, they get the vi- victory. Post-match, uh, Tony Schiavone's in the ring with Darby and Sting. And uh, Tony Schiavone says, hey, March 3rd, Revolution. That's your last match. Uh, let's hear who are you going to face. Sting looks at Tony Schiavone. And the music of the Young Bucks hit. Super kick, super kick party. And here they are looking like your best bouncers at a local bar that no one goes to. Um, I like this look for a heel Young Bucks, though, for sure. I was like, all right, that's, yeah. If we're going to boo these guys, it's a great look. Yeah. Yeah. I want to punch both of them square in their fucking eye socket. Right in the face. Yeah. (laughs) Right in the face. Yeah. I just want to put my knuckle right through their eye socket. What was the, um, yeah, like what was the WWE did one recently where he's like, you know, like I could punch you both oh, at the same time, right? Like, yeah, uh, Kevin yeah. Owens. Kevin Owens yeah, did that yeah. to some, yeah, to some yeah. team. Like, yeah, I'll punch you both. So yeah, do that. Um, so it looked like maybe there was a little bit more time than everyone anticipated because there was a long just stand. Yeah, and they're not the final match, right? Like this is a before we get there, right? So let's talk about that. Okay, let's play both sides of this coin. If it is Young Bucks versus Darby Allen and Sting as Sting's last match, what do you think? I just... If we get Darby Allen tag-teaming with Sting in his final match, we better get Darby Allen turns heel on Sting in the course of that match or at the end of it because I don't fucking like Darby Allen though having an important part in Sting's overall career shouldn't be in the lasting image I don't feel like right like now let's also hold hands together right like it just feels weird to me but if Sting can't do it then I see why we've got him but then you've got to do something with it right like I've got to hate Darby afterwards or something or Sting turns on the Darby right like whatever it is but I just I don't yeah I don't know I I would have thought it would be some sort of singles match ergo against a Darby right versus mm-hmm. tag teaming mm-hmm. and maybe we get there through this right they're going to do a tag match and now Darby you know in the telling of that story Darby's like fuck this guy it's going to be me, the final match, right? And then whatever. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot to question about this. But, of course, they didn't give us anything but just a walkout. So, uh, Yeah, so I hope it's not the Young Bucks versus Sting and Darby as Sting's last match. And here's for a few reasons. One, I don't think of Sting as a tag team wrestler, right? For example, if, if Jeff Hardy did a last match, I wouldn't necessarily hate the idea that it was a tag match because I think of Jeff Hardy as a tag wrestler again with Matt, even like, Christian. In the point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If it was Christian, I kind of think of Christian as a tag, you know what I mean? So those kind of guys, I don't necessarily think of as just singles. So if they did tag, I don't hate it, but with sting, 
I think of Sting as singular. I, and I know he had runs with Lex Luger as tag champs and stuff like that. And obviously with Darby Allen and his entire AW run. But I just, yeah, I don't think of Sting as a tag wrestler. So I don't want him to end in a tag match. Second, I don't want him to necessarily wrestle the Young Bucks. Yeah. Who also have no real association, right? Because like. I don't know what Sting this is about. Started, yeah, why are they going to wrestle him? That makes no sense to me. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, Sting started off with his feud with Team Taz, right? So if it was Team Taz that went after him at the end, all right. Like some, you know what I mean? They reunited to get Sting out of here. Okay. Kind of a dumb story, but at least it makes sense. You know what I mean? So again, I don't want the young bucks to be in that match because they don't fit. They never had an interaction with them that I know of. They did one, uh, like multi-man match where they both did the super kick and sting. No sold it. And like did the undertaker thing and looked back at him. Uh, I can't remember the exact details, but I do remember that somehow. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're not associated with each other, right? It's not Eddie Kingston, John Moxley kind of stuff, right? And then third, I want the story to have the closing chapter, right? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I and this I don't want yeah the young bucks winning or losing does nothing for them and it does nothing for Sting. Right. So who cares? Right? It does nothing for Darby either. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, the fourth guy in this. Yeah, it does nothing for him uh either as well. Now, the one thing that I was thinking about though as I was kind of contemplating his last match, how do we get there and all that stuff? The one thing I think I do not want to have happen even though I said it a few weeks ago, I don't want Sting to be the dumbass again. I love Sting. He's an all-time great. But if you look at his career, the four horsemen kicked him out of the group, right? Then Flair teamed with them against Arn, Arn Anderson and Brian Pillman. And then Ric Flair turned on his ass. And then Lex Luger turned Like, he's always been the guy that had the friend that turned on him, where eventually you're like, is he the fucking dumbass? You know what I mean? And so uh, how I want this to happen, and we'll get to the comments I'm seeing come in, so don't want to ignore them. But how I want this to happen is Sting and Darby wrestle the Young Bucks at AEW Dynamite special name, whatever the fuck it's called, right? Beach break road rager. Whatever. Yeah. I want them to get the victory. Young bucks do all the fucking shit sting. Aha. Gotcha. Right. And then after the match, Sting is like, man, Darby, that was, you showed me something. If I'm going to go out, I want someone like you to be the one I test myself up against. And kind of like the 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 Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, where it was like, if I can't beat Shawn Michaels, what the fuck am I doing here thing, you know? And Darby's like, all right, cool. We're going to do this, right? And then I just want them to fucking wrestle, and I want Darby to win, but I don't want Sting to look like the dumbass. And I, that's what I want. I want Sting to be like... And you don't want him to right. heal out. You don't want him to, like, fuck Darby over to get there. You don't want him to, like... The one thing that I would flirt with just because it's the last match and he's going to throw everything at the wall. Wouldn't hate it. If the ref is looking this way at Ric Flair talking and Sting does a low blow and Darby overcomes that. And then after the match, he's like, Hey, I had to do everything I could. And I still couldn't, you know, cause then Darby's like, I ended the fucking career of Sting. Like I'm the fucking man now. Cause you could propel that into a title match with Samoa Joe, which they had some fucking cool ones. Right. So that, yeah, yeah. I want that. I, I kind of want, uh, I think I saw it in the comments. Andrew said, 
replicate the HBK I love you. Not that exactly, because obviously Darby doesn't do a super kick, but something like that for AEW. That's what I would do with Sting. If Ric Flair wasn't such a problem that Ric Flair is, you have the perfect way for Flair, Flair to screw over Sting over. and then Flair's <laughs> leading Darby, right? But, you, I, you, man, I'm surprised. Flair's probably only here because... Because things here, I feel like I like I, I would distance myself <laughs> quickly. But like, yeah, I mean that would have worked out so easy and well, right? Like, and but then you're right. Then he looks like the dumbass again. So there is that. Yeah, right? I don't know. I don't want that. I don't want him to go out the dumbass. Uh, now here's again, and Andrew says it's uh, if it is going to be Bucks versus Sting and Darby, at least they have a month and a half. I agree, right? There could be some compelling story that like, oh my god, all right. But and and you know you mentioned it earlier too, and. I, I just, I don't know. Like, could he do a singles? Fuck yeah, he could do a singles match. Just do the Andre. Have him just stand there. Darby Allen fucking runs himself into all the ropes and fucking, you know, twirls into the fucking crowd into a Especially with Darby, yeah, because they can take their time. They can take 20 minutes between major spots and lay their dead, right? Like, and yeah. everybody's going to eat it up. Yeah, I, to me, it's, yeah, I think it's born in that. It's the, like, all right. It's you. I think you're the top. If I can't beat you, then what am I doing here? Yeah. Now, the decision is, is it friendly and we're all doing this on the up and up? Or is it at the end of this, like, Young Bucks thing, Sting goes, you could even do they lose. And it's because of Darby. And Sting's like, that was my first fucking loss. Yeah. I was going to go with no losses. And now you gave me a loss? So it's going to be you. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah. But we've oh, already yeah, said it's the last match. That's because you kind of can't get this, like, like, if I, like, we've already set up the, like, this is the final match. So we can't do the, like, the next match I lose. I lose. So there yeah, has to be no. something, right? Like, no, I yeah, if it's the last a... thing I do, I'm tearing down you, right? Right. I wouldn't hate that. Wouldn't but then he's heel. Is he willing to do that? And I don't know if people would buy into it as much. No, people would cheer no. it, you know. <laughs> yeah, and that's ugh. or or flip it again. Don't make them go heel necessarily, but they lose to the Young Bucks, and Darby's like, "You fucking prick! I hate the Young Bucks, and we lost because of your old ass." And then Sting's like, "Oh, you think I'm fucking old? Well, then we're fighting at the pay per view, you know, like just like a you know father son kind of argument." Yeah, thing. You, you, oh, uh, you almost have Darby like going on a rant, a la Chris Jericho in the back, right? Like fucking whatever. And now here I am, I'm sitting here wasting fucking a year and a half with you, and fucking and I'm be like, whoa, 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 <laughs> right? Like wasting a year and a half, like like mm-hmm. that's all it was, you know what I mean? Like get Sting yeah. insulted, right? Like yeah. Darby can be like. Yeah, what of it, bitch? Right? Like, mm-hmm. fucking shove him. Be like, get out of my face. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, we could go that route. Could turn Darby. I like heel. that idea. Now, again, uh, one also one thing I also want to bring up. If it is Darby Allen, uh, you know, people have said, oh, could Sting do a singles match? Look, Darby could do it because Darby got a singles match out of CM Punk. And at 65, Sting is twice the athlete CM fucking Punk is, so he could definitely get a good match, Darby is, out of Sting for his last one. So, Andrew, here in the chat says, I originally thought it was going to be Sting and Darby versus FTR since it's in North Carolina. Uh, Now, we could get there with the Young Bucks storyline, right? They're doing this tag team match with the Young Bucks, and then somehow FTR makes their way involved because they already have some establishment with the Young Bucks, and that's how we get there, but, you know. Again, I I just don't want to tag. I don't want to tag. Sting's not a tag wrestler. 
Name the most famous Sting tag match. I yep. mean, I can think of it, but like, you know what I mean? Generally speaking, like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? It's against It wasn't from a tag team run, right? Like, it wasn't right, exactly. like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Side note, Sting and Lex Luger, when they're tag champions in WCW, and Lex Luger was the fucking heel that, like, always did bad shit behind Sting's back, and Sting was like, is this guy fucking an asshole? And everyone's like, we hate Lex Luger, and he's like, but he's my friend. Uh, I always, yeah, life, I remember, I remember, I think this is during that run, like, there was one thing where, like, they were they were calling somebody was calling Lex Luger like a fucking white collar pretty boy and he's like white collar he's like I'm from Chicago he's like he's like or yeah he was like pretty boy or whatever and he was like pretty boy I'm from Chicago he's like Sting tell him and he's like yeah, you're from white collar Chicago <laughs> he was like he like shit <laughs> yeah. on him right in the ring he was like they're right <laughs> yeah like they're right he's like, he's like well, you're you my shut friend up. but like let's <laughs> yeah. not act like you're yeah. a fucking white collar yeah he's like yeah. Chicago is yeah. not Chicago is not Chicago <laughs> yeah yeah. But no, I just I don't want Sting in a in a last tag match. I want him in a single. I even want side note. Last thing I'll say about this before we wrap up, I want Surfer Sting one time before we wrap this shit up. I Dude, want if he'll just a come dive. out of Surfer Sting to end this. Yeah, we don't need the whole Joker paint anymore. Like no, but we need one Surfer, Surfer Sting. Sting to show up. One, not yeah, the last tassels, match. Doesn't have to be the everything. Scorpion. Glittered scorpion. You know what I mean? I want a glittered scorpion on the back of this jacket. This guy. I want yes. Surfer Sting. Right Probably wear there. a shirt, but you know. Well, yeah, you know. But think yeah, of the marketing that they could get out of that, you know? Well, they they got a, uh, because I'm in the toy game, you know what I'm saying? They do have a Blade Runner Sting coming out soon, so that'll be fun. But yeah, look at that. Da, da, da. They should get the WCW song too. Man called Sting. Anyhow, but Sting pay is the WWE best. for that. Fuck WWE. What are they gonna do? Yeah, I bet they'd probably sell it. They'd let him use it. Sting would call trips. I'd be like, come on, man, retirement match. They'd do that WWE if they still sucks. own it. I don't know if they actually own the rights to that. I don't know. Yeah. Anyhow, who knows? All right, but man. Yeah. That's all we got. This is all we got. I had another fun blast with Andrew and Jeffrey in the chat. You too can join the chats with us Thursday nights when we do this show live. But if you're listening back on the podcast, remember to join us on threads, all underscore elite underscore wrap up. Currently underscore. More on that to follow when we can, in a couple of weeks, we're going to reset the username. But anyway, go to all of the wrapup.com for all the links you need. Send us some emails, some voicemails, some videos, and let's get back. Surfer Sting. time.